Welcome, beautiful mama. Welcome to episode 010. This episode is called Yes, There Really Is a Word for the Transition from Maiden to Mother. This interview is with Amy Taylor Cavans, and we are exploring the incredible stage of transitioning from Maiden to Mother, which is called Matrescence. Amy Taylor Cabaz from Happy Mama is an author, speaker, editor, and creator of happymama.com.au. And she is also one of my very dear and special friends, a mama confidant, and somebody that I love and deeply admire and respect. We have been waiting to do this conversation for a very, very long time, and I cannot wait to share this with you. It is so juicy and powerful. And it will create a huge shift for you when you realize that what you're going through as a mother is real and powerful and deep and a huge roller coaster of emotion. Just like adolescence, matrescence is a rite of passage and one that is important for you to honor and pay attention to and ride the waves with love and compassion. So let us get straight into it. Welcome, I'm your host, Claire Obeyed. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful, and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body, and soul towards consciousness. Seeking clarity, hunting down the truth, diving into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows, and rising out of them, rising into a new woman. Through my personal brand of storytelling, musings, wisdom bombs and insights, we journey into motherhood, the catalyst if you so choose to become more conscious, aware, woke. I'm just one mama following the path to woke and I hope you choose to wake up with me too. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me on One Work Mama. It is such a pleasure to be chatting with you. As you know, you are one of my very dear friends and we talk about motherhood all the time and you are very aware of my personal journey. So it is something I'm really excited to be doing with you today and that is to talk to you about motherhood and particularly about matrescence. I know. (laughs) It's so good we're finally doing this beautiful. I know. I know. So I'm going to start right there because the first time you shared that word with me, matrescence, I remember thinking, what? There is a word for this thing that we're going through? So can you share with us what matrescence is? Give us the definition. Yes, I had the same reaction. It was such a light bulb aha moment for me and I've shared it with so many people now and had the same reaction every single time. It's that reaction of, what? It's the thing that I've been feeling? So matrescence is an anthropological term that was coined in the 70s by a phenomenal woman called Dana Raphael who was based at Columbia University in New York And she was fascinated by what happened to a woman when she became a mother and how we can better support her. She came up with two terms, two ideas back in that time. One was matrescence and the other was doula. 
of course, we all know that doula completely took off. Well, maybe it took a while, but it has taken off now mm. because Dana Raphael acknowledged that nobody was in the room supporting a woman when she became a mother. We were there as a medical focus. We were there for the baby, but who was holding the space for the woman? And so looked at cultural references, went back in time and said what we really need is a doula to be there for the mum. And at the same time, she said, and actually what we need to recognise is that in that process of becoming a mother, she is awakening, she is changing and came up with the term to describe this as matrescence. Mm. Matrescence kind of never took off. It was dismissed as too woo-woo, what are you talking about? And she never had much success in bringing this to the light until a another phenomenal woman based at Columbia University, again in New York, was looking at, again, what happens to a woman when she becomes a mother? And this woman, Dr. Athen, was particularly fascinated with the spiritual awakening of a woman. She really wanted to have a look at the spiritual experience of a mother, of a woman when she becomes a mother. She actually started off her research by trying to understand whether a woman has the same spiritual awakening she does at the start of life, welcoming life into the world, becoming a mother, as you do when you hear people have that near-death experience or watching someone they love pass. You know how people often talk about suddenly everything's put into priority, suddenly everything makes sense, all your priorities and values are changed when you're at the end of life. She wanted to know, does the same thing happen when you start a life? And so that began her research. In Mm. that time, she then stumbled across Dana Raphael's work on matrescence again And it was this light bulb moment. Oh, my gosh. And so what she has given us and given me and I am now trying to give to all mamas everywhere is this really beautiful analogy. And this is what it is. Matrescence is like adolescence. Adolescence is the transformation of a child to an adult and there isn't a single person on the planet who can can avoid it. It affects every part of you, mind, body, spirit, soul, your hormones, your physical body, your mental uh, way of thinking, the way you view the world, the way the the world views you. Mm. It is a process that we all must move through. Matrescence is exactly the same. It doesn't matter who you are in this world. If you become a mother, you will go through matrescence just like adolescence, it will affect every part of your body, your core identity, your body, your hormones, your the way you look at the world, the way the world looks at you. And up until now, we haven't been acknowledging this massive identity shift that happens in a woman when she becomes a mother and continues to be a mother. And that's what matrescence allows us to do is to start talking about you are changing You don't go back to who you are ever. You continuously evolve and awaken as you talk about and that we have to start valuing and talking about this differently so women can stop feeling like, oh, my gosh, there's something wrong with me. Why do I not know who I am anymore? Why can't I just go back to being who I was? Instead of having all of these conflicting emotions in us, we can actually hold the space for each other 
and say, yeah, you're going through something really significant and we're all going through it. What do you need to be able to move through as easily as possible? Mm. Oh, my God, I've got goosebumps. I know. <laughs> my body. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course, I'm not broken. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing wrong with me. I can't go back. I don't want to go back. My body sure as hell won't go back. So why are we pretending that this is not happening? Why are we talking about it in any other way other than matrescence? Mm. So I want to know, when you first heard this word, why did it ring so true for you personally? Because without knowing it, I had been trying to figure out what matrescence was for a decade. My first baby arrived 11 years ago now, and I heard a podcast in the middle of last year, in the middle of 2018, that first mentioned the word matrescence. So my daughter was 10 when I heard it. So literally for a decade, I had been trying to answer the question, what happened to me? Mm. Who am I? I had a very bumpy start to motherhood and even 11 years on, I cannot get through talking about this experience without getting emotional again because uh, becoming a mother completely and utterly cracked me open and uh, broke me not in a break as a negative but broke down so much of who I thought I was. I was completely attached to my career and my identity as an independent, very career ambitious uh, individual. And the process of welcoming a baby into this world who was not well at birth, she had um, some problems developing in the womb and so was very uncomfortable and unhappy when she was born and we had to have daily physio for six weeks. She was in a splint. She couldn't breastfeed properly. It was a very, very bumpy start to motherhood. And when I came out of that at about three months or so, when she finally started getting a little better, I just, I couldn't believe no one was talking about what was happening to me. Mm. This was a decade ago. So, you know, even Google and Facebook was only just beginning, to be honest, in terms of all of our worlds. And so you jump on as a researcher and a journalist, this is what I would do. I'd, I'd jump online and I'd be looking for books or someone to be talking about the fact that I just, I felt like I'd completely lost myself. I had moments of wondering whether I'd even done the right thing. Should I maybe not have become a mother? Not sure if I want this in my life. How the hell am I going to be me while I'm raising this baby? And then I went back to work and my my approach to matrescence, my approach to that shift in identity was just to do it all. I don't know who I am anymore, so I'll just go back to who I was and add motherhood on. I'll go back to my career and I'll just pretend that nothing changed. I'll just assume that I can rebuild myself. And, of course, that's not how it works. (laughs) And then a second baby came and then a third baby came. And to be honest, it could be hours of me explaining how I've got here. But in, in summary... I have been trying to understand this for myself at first and then I started a blog and writing about it and have had a book published about it all along, not realising that actually what I was talking about was matrescence. 
So when I heard this word last year and then I flew to New York and, and went to Columbia University and walked the halls where Dana Raphael walked, the woman who first created this word, and now Dr. Aurelie Athen, who's bringing it back, to be sitting in that office and in that university and finally hear the word and the permission and the acknowledgement of what I had felt for more than a decade, I sobbed. I completely cried because wow. finally <laughs> I, I, I wasn't nuts. It wasn't just me trying to convince myself in the world that something had happened to me. It was a thing. And so I now know that every woman in the world feels this to a certain extent. Some of us go through it a lot easier than others, but we all go through it just like adolescents. We can't avoid it. And so for me, it's finally just this framework that gives me, I guess, credibility in some way, Claire. Finally, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about. Um, and also just this massive exhale, like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I know what I'm here to do. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. What it's I'm in transition and this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, being in this transition. I can hear how passionate you are about this and I love that because I feel that the passion that you have behind sharing matrescence is exactly what we need to get this out there, you know, to get, to get women to embrace this idea and not just women, that's part of my next question, but greater society to actually see this as a legitimate phase, a legitimate experience, and then actually be able to build the resources around that to support women. That's and right. I'm reading mm -hmm. your email that you just sent through earlier today and you've said here, quote, I am deeply dedicated to supporting and empowering women through matrescence, the transition into motherhood. Rather than feel like we're drowning with all that life asks of us right now, I want to empower each of us to view motherhood differently and to feel differently in each and every moment. And to me, that is just like, <laughs> you know, what's yeah. that emoji dropping bombs? Like, it's just like <laughs> bang right there. Mic drop. Yeah. yeah. You just said it. You just nailed it because, my God, you know my story, you know my experience, you know the whole purpose of this particular podcast platform, One Work Mama, is about the journey that I'm on of awakening, of consciousness, of growth through motherhood. And to feel for myself and for other mothers out there that we can be empowered in this journey and we can see this differently and more positively, I think that's kind of the core of it, isn't it? It is, and I think it, it shocks me how emotional I still get about this considering I've been talking about it for so long. But I think it's more than just my experience of this now, Claire. I think it's also the the experience of the whole that I get really teary about. You know, I've been coaching mamas for, uh, um, how long is it, nearly five years now and so I can honestly say I've connected with and heard the stories of thousands of women and it breaks my heart over and over and over again how horrible we feel about ourselves in this time of our life. It is heartbreaking that so many of us think that we're doing it wrong, we're terrible mothers, we're failing, we're screwing it up, 
the the voice we hear in our head is so brutal. I call it the inner mean mama voice, and it doesn't even it's not it's not mean enough to describe how horrible that we are towards ourselves. And I honestly, hand on my heart, believe that it is because we have never sat down with a woman as she becomes a mum, as she has that first baby in her belly, and tell her what's coming for her herself and tell her that she's not going to know what's happening. She's not going to understand it. It's okay. Think again. I just love the reference to adolescence because we tell our children what's coming and how bumpy teenage years can be, but it's going to be okay. We give them permission to be messy and grumpy and, you know, slam doors and do all the things. I have a tween. I am about to go into it. And I am telling her, look, it's going to be hard and you're not going to know who you are and it's going to feel overwhelming, but it's okay. We all go through it and it's amazing and you'll come out the other side. So certain of who you are in this world if we could say that to new mums to mums of teenagers it doesn't really matter matrescence doesn't stop if we could just explain to women that it's not their fault then that terrible feeling they feel about themselves would go it really would that's what I truly believe is that if we could hold the space differently and value motherhood and matrescence differently and instead look at it as this phenomenal opportunity to rise and awaken and reprioritize and redefine, then I honestly think we would have a different generation of children. Our children would not be yelled at. Our families wouldn't be so overwhelmed. The women wouldn't be so burnt out and angry and resentful. I, I honestly think this is a key thing we should be, te- excuse me, we should be teaching. Mm, I agree. Um, I got teary as you were talking, very emotional because I am very familiar with the inner mean mama voice and you're right, she's definitely not nearly bitchy enough from what you've described. Mine is nasty and I know that it relates to Uh, self-judgment and confusion and resentment and swinging between frustration that I'm in this role and sheer gratitude and appreciation that I am and confusion again and all sorts of messy emotions that are in there and I can see that they're from not really knowing uh, enough about matrescence enough and I guess I'm trying to say not having enough respect for this transition yeah that's changed over the last couple of years for me but in the beginning god no not many people maybe one person told me the truth maybe one person and it was a a loose kind of offhanded comment that wasn't explored nobody told me the truth and I think I've even told you this story Amy I turned to my mother and said why didn't you tell me the truth mum and she said because if I did you would never have children (laughs) I thought, well, okay, is it, it's that bad. It's that bad that you think that I wouldn't have children, that you didn't tell me the truth. Maybe I would have had children on my terms in a different way and being more prepared for it or maybe not being prepared for it, at least just being ready for the onslaught, for the chaos, for the explosion. 
But don't you think that's because in your mum's generation and for so long we've kept it secret because we're afraid it's going to come across as such a negative. We're going, we're yeah. afraid it's going to appear like we're not grateful. Yes. You know, we, we don't want to talk about how hard we find this or how horrible we find it at some times or some secret moments we wish we'd never done it because A, we don't want to be judged and B, we don't want others to think that we're not grateful for this amazing blessing. And so we just keep swallowing it we swallow it and oh my gosh as you and I both know Claire and the conversations you and I have both had over the years based along these lines it is in the cracks that the light comes through this is the most beautiful thing that we can go through but if we're not going to acknowledge the cracks how can the light come in how can we learn how can we see this phenomenal woman rising my children have made me They have made me who I am. I am a thousand percent sure that I would have stayed closed. I would have stayed asleep without them. That doesn't mean that this hasn't been freaking hard on so many levels. But let's talk about it honestly. Let's be able to say this is really, really hard, but it is the making of you. That doesn't mean you have to love it. That doesn't mean you have to love it. You just find a way to look at it as a journey, as a transformation, as a process that is bringing the real you to the surface. Mm, I love that. And I 100% agree. It's not easy and it's not always pretty, but it's beautiful and messy and exactly how it's supposed to be. And it makes me consider perhaps we've got this message a little bit messed up about what life is really supposed to be about. You know, it's not this chasing down rainbows and perpetual joyful moments. It's about growth and it's about expansion and it's about seeking out your truth and connection and ultimately experiencing and embodying and living from love. Like you said, you're more open and I feel the same. I feel cracked open. It's painful at times opening those cracks more and more and letting more light in is painful. But the other side of that is I have these incredible downloads of extreme love and beauty. And then again, back into the shadows. And I feel like maybe we're a little bit confused as to what our life journeys are supposed to be about. It's not this perpetual hunting for perfection, is it? No. I think that kind of relates back to that comment you said about my mum and that generation. You know, I asked her a question the other day, Amy, about how she felt when she found out she was pregnant with me, child number five. And she hesitated and I said, were you scared, mum? Were you nervous? Were you worried about how you were going to do it again? Were you disappointed that you were pregnant again? And she automatically hand flew to her mouth and said, God, no, Claire, as if I would say that, as if I would ever think that a child is always a blessing. But I didn't believe her. Mm. And I felt like, of course, she's going to pretend and maybe she believes it to herself on some level that this is perfect and right and true because, of course, it's a blessing and you're, you know, so lucky to be a mother and this is what the perfect life is about. But actually I would have felt better if she just acknowledged the fear and the struggle. Of course. But that she was willing to embrace the love and the light through all of that as well. And that makes me consider 
We don't talk about matrescence. We don't embrace. We don't respect this season. So there's this shift that needs to happen in our society as a whole. So on one level, it's this individual conversation we have to have with mamas alike, isn't it? Let's talk about matrescence. Let's talk about the darkness. Let's talk about the struggle. Let's talk about the light. But then we also need this conversation to filter out to the community, to the men in our world, to the caregivers, to start seeing this as a really important, vital, valuable experience transition phase. How do we do that? I feel like we're starting to have that around the world. I do. I feel like there's a waking up of the world, don't you? Yes. I I think that the reason why matrescence didn't stick in the 70s was because we weren't having conversations like this yet. You know, this is absolutely a process that we go through as an individual but also as a whole. And I think we are at this phenomenal time in history where we are waking up as the divine feminine is rising, as we are reevaluating everything and realising that life is not about the pursuit of happiness or things. It is about the realisation of your wholeness of your true identity. And if you look at the, you know, to bring it back into the matrescence conversation, if you look at the definition of really what it is, it is the change in identity. And before motherhood, I can only speak of myself personally, I was 100% identified as all of the external things, Mm. all those things that were, I thought, going to make me happy, all of the... Uh, materialistic, ambitious things. There was no self-love. There was no self-acceptance unless I met my targets or got that promotion or did that career move or had those shoes. There was no deeper value at all. And so I think in our own way, the whole planet is trying to figure that out right now, Mm. that we have the things. We have more things than we can fit into our homes. We have more apps on our phone than we even know what to do with and we're unhappy. We're still not happy. So what does that mean? It means that we've been looking for it in the wrong place and that's why I always come back to and why I adore my teacher at Columbia that this is a spiritual experience that we're going through. This is an awakening as you so beautifully have called this podcast. This is our chance to really get clear on what we're here for it's amazing it is amazing and I've got tingles all over my body as you say that because I have been exploring this conversation around purpose you know and and it kind of relates to this awakening that's happening this global consciousness this shift and it's made me realize whether it's becoming a mother or something else, there will be a catalyst in your life that sends you on this journey of awakening. And obviously we're on a podcast talking about motherhood, so that's what's relevant to us. But it's this, this process that happens, this spiritual awakening that happens during motherhood, it's not so much just about being a mother. It's about what it's shifting within you isn't it like you said the external was what you cared about and now you're looking inward now you're coming to know yourself more now you're becoming aware of your heart your Mm -hmm. love your connection your higher purpose your special gifts that you provide to the world and these children force these things out of us 
And sometimes it happens in a really uncomfortable way, doesn't it? But that's kind of what this is about for me. It's like, you are here, these little people are here to shift my perspective. Yes. And I think you've said something really, really important there that I often don't pick up. So thank you. You're exactly right. This isn't about shifting your identity from your career, from your wardrobe, from your body to your children. Mm. That is what the past generations have done with matrescence and without judgment, especially generations like your mum and our grandparents and all of those years where they were who they were and then they became a mother and then that was their identity. Their identity was the mother. That's not what we're doing here. And I often find that that is just as challenging for a woman to go through than to lose your identity like I felt like I did in terms of my attachment to things. So many women I've spoken to over the years lose themselves in the identity of mother in this process. We don't want that either. This is about the self. This is about you realising who you are and acknowledging what all of this intricate, complicated mixing of roles means for you. And in one of the programs I teach, I get really clear on at least four of the roles we play. You, we are the mother. We're also the lover, the space holder, the warrior. Like look at yourself as this whole, intricate, complicated, divine woman that has numerous identities and numerous roles and within that put it all together like this beautiful jigsaw puzzle and you've got you. And who is that? What is your unique self? How do you balance all of this right now? And that only comes with space and awareness and time. We have to give ourselves a chance to realise that all things are changing and what does this mean for me? I think that's the only way we can do this. Yes, and I want to add here that those roles shift, don't they? They take centre stage at certain times, right? They right do. now I'm okay to a certain extent that I'm deep in this baby season again. I'm once again learning how to navigate the world of being a mother to a small child and with an eldest girl with her own challenges and her own problems and my issues and my experiences and on it goes. And that they those roles take centre stage at different times and it's okay to embrace one of them but to always remember, like you've said, that there are other roles within you that are yearning to come forward and you don't have to just let the dust settle on everything else and just be the mother. You can bring something else forward when you feel called to. You can be okay with being in the mother for a few seasons and then say, right, I'm ready to be that warrior again or I need more of that lover back into my space. And that's a really important shift that I've had to connect to for myself because I am in the mother stage right now. But, for example, doing this podcast is about me tuning into the other parts of me exactly not just the mother I have to have that otherwise I think I would completely lose my mind that's lost in the resentment of motherhood that's right and and for each of us that balance will be different Mm. for each of us that um negotiation between the different roles will be completely unique but what I think is really, really important for all of us is to make sure that we're making these choices and decisions and balancing the roles 
with complete awareness of any judgment or assumptions that we carry about each role. So what I mean by that is, you know, now that I'm a mother, I can't possibly want to have sex anymore. Like I can't be that passionate, sensual woman anymore because I'm a mother. Or I can't go back to work because I need to be doing this. Or other way around, if I go back to work, what does that mean about me as a mother? Does that make me a bad mother because I'm putting my child in for childcare? All of these judgments, to me, that's what matrescence is asking us to look at. We can't keep doing this with all of those outdated, antiquated old judgments that have been carried down through the generations. We absolutely have to start becoming aware of what we carry inside us around our thoughts and beliefs, unconscious and conscious, and choose again for ourselves. Really, that's what I would love people to understand about matrescence is this it is this beautiful chance for us to tune into maybe the story you carry about what it means to be a mother what it means to be a wife what it means to be working or not working or busy or not busy all of these things you can choose now because you're in this beautiful space but don't make decisions don't go about it carrying these old beliefs that have been handed down I think that's so important Mm, I love that letting go of the self-judgment and the judgment of others and actually seeing that matrescence is it's so blown open isn't it the role as mother as wife as lover as caregiver there's so many variations of it like you just said and I think that's such an important point and is that really helping me actually I really appreciate that perspective that we need to not be in a continuous state of self-loathing and self-judgment and then not spilling that out to our fellow mamas as well. That takes me to this question. The women that are listening right now, the mamas that are listening right now, what's one thing that you could offer them to do or believe or change when it comes to shifting into matrescence or shifting into the idea and acceptance of matrescence? First of all, just listening to this podcast will begin it because I honestly believe that just the word and the understanding opens something up. In my conversations and and learnings with Dr. Athen from Columbia University, I've said the same thing to her. You know, what do we do? Once we know that the matrescence is there, what do we do? And she says, actually, you're probably already doing it. It's just you're finally allowed to say this is a thing. We're all going through this already, just acknowledging, oh, that's why I feel like this. Oh, that's why I don't know who I am anymore. Oh, that's why I feel so different about something I loved so much and now could not be bothered doing. You know, really just almost give yourself permission and let yourself off the hook to feel what you're feeling. Mm. And because I know the mamas that are listening to this podcast, Claire, are beautiful, awake or awakening women who are committed to this, I would really invite you to write down the judgments that you have around yourself and the role of mother. What I mean by that is I think that many of us do carry this belief that a mother has to be a certain way, Mm. that you have to be there a certain number of hours, work, not work, have the house look this way, never yell, never raise your voice, or (laughs) whole food on the table, you know, make sure that you're dressed a certain way. You know, we really 
have been handed down generations of judgments of being a mother and we really need to change that. Yes. So if you are listening and this has really resonated, I would just invite you to start exploring what does it mean to be a mother and if you could wipe the slate clean, wipe the generations of judgment and stories that have been handed down in your DNA and if you could choose now, what do my children need from me? And what do I need to be the best I can be as a mother and really truly not carry the beliefs of society with you, then you can start to try and see who you really are now. What's your identity? Who is the woman that is rising up? And try and get to know her a little bit. Oh, I love it. That is such awesome advice. And I'm going to go do that tonight (laughs) (laughs) and as we're recording this I know that there is a full moon coming so I think that's perfect perfect great timing I could talk to you Amy you know this I could talk to you about matrescence and about all things life and motherhood for hours but we're going to keep it tight so I have a couple of really quick fire questions for you yes my first question is what does being woke mean to you It means awake and aware of what is happening within me. It's it's an awareness of my deeper self rather than that high-level thought in a mean mama voice. It's an awareness of something deeper within. Yum, beautiful. I'm stealing that description. (laughs) Good. Uh, what are you currently working on, mind, body, or soul, or all of it at the same time? I'm currently working on the edit to my next book. I just got that back from the editors at um, Hay House this week. So in terms of my uh, work, I'm working on that, which is really lovely. It's a book all about matrescence. I'm also doing my study with Columbia. So I'm just... I'm expanding my understanding of how I can serve with this work and how and who I'm going to be in that. And I think on the mind, body, soul level, that is really where I am too, Claire, is I'm still trying to understand what my identity is with this. Mm. You know, I, I honestly feel like matrescence is this energy that has entered me. Like it's been a gift that the universe has given me this word. I truly feel like I've been chosen and gifted it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out what that means. Who am I? How do I present this? How do I show up? How do I do this? And that's been really scary because I feel like it's asking me to step into something that feels pretty big, um, bigger than me. So personally I'm just trying to figure that out you will stretch to fit that very soon I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'm very sure so what are you most grateful for that motherhood has delivered you obviously besides your babies because that's a given I am most grateful for I don't even know how to sum this up. I did read this question before you sent it to me and I was hoping I'd have an answer by the time you got to this because I'm just so grateful for the whole, uh, this is my life. This is, it's given me everything. But if I was to be really, really clear and give one specific answer, it would be my understanding of unconditional love. I, I never understood what that was. 
And when I now think of how the universe feels towards me, how God feels towards me, how that energy of the universe feels towards me, I think I can start to understand it because when I look at my children, there is such a level of unconditional love that I can now begin slowly to understand that that is how I am loved. That's beautiful, Amy. That is so special. Hmm. Now, I didn't ask you this question on email, so I'm going to ask you now. How can we support you? What, where, where can we direct people listening right now to you or your work or anything that's currently out there that people can sink their teeth into? Because I'm certain they're listening to you going, I want more. so you can find me at happymama.com.au I have a podcast called the happy mama movement which is really what I'm most passionate about as I said a few seconds ago I'm still not sure where I am in this I very much feel like matrescence is what I, I I don't care how people find this. I don't need to be the name. I don't need to be the face. I just want people to understand what this is and start having a conversation about it. My my dream is for matrescence to be as common an understanding as adolescence. So of course, come to me and listen and learn as much as you can, but then take this to your mother's group. Mm. Take this to your sisters, your neighbours, your colleagues. My One of my big dreams is to get this into workplaces so we support women differently when they return to work. So just please start using this word. Talk about it at your barbecue and your birthday parties and let's start changing this for everybody. Mm. So good. Well, I am definitely going to be helping you on that journey because like I said that word just rocked my world when you shared it with me I remember the moment so clearly just going say it again (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and thank you for always being the most beautiful support for me oh likewise you know all the ups and downs so you are you are everything to me you are everything and I'm so glad that I could have you on One Work Mama and share some of your everything to everyone else. Thanks, beautiful. It's been my pleasure. Oh, love you. Thank you. Love you too. Wasn't that just phenomenal? What a deeply powerful, palpable, life-altering term that matrescence is and how incredible is Amy. I implore you to go check out Amy's work. You can see them in the show notes or visit happymama.com.au. She's got some great programs to support you through this journey and a really awesome tribe of like-minded mamas. So please do connect with Amy. And from me, coming out soon will be an online EFT program and some women's circles for those that are local to me in Sydney. And I cannot wait to start connecting with you more and more via One Work Mama. So any suggestions or questions or ideas that you have that you'd like me to flesh out here on One Work Mama, please do hit me up on email, claire at claireobade.com. And I'll do my best to include those onto this powerful and life-changing podcast. Thank you for allowing my voice to be heard and for my wisdom to be shared with you and far and wide. Your reviews your subscription, your comments and your sharing on socials mean everything. So please do keep that up. So much love to you. So much love to you. And I'm just one mama on the path to work 
and I hope you choose to wake up with me too.